Hey mama, is the number one dream in your heart to have more time to be present with your kids? Do you wish you could be present enough to help create and instill godly character? Yet you are so busy with work, drowning in the to-dos, the laundry, and the carpool lines. Hi, I'm Michelle, a mom to three energetic kids, wife to an amazing guy, and daughter of the king. For years, I tried to manage my home while struggling to still have time to pour into my kids. The guilt was overwhelming and the to-do list just kept growing. And I was completely overwhelmed and stressed until I realized that I could create systems in my life and my motherhood that would change everything. In this podcast, you will learn time management, batching, habit stacking, setting boundaries, home organization, outsourcing, and you better believe we are going to be dishing out some chores so we can create hours of intentional time to pour into our kids since that is our number one priority as vibrant moms. Grab that lukewarm coffee. Let's stop time. Hey friends, I'm excited to get to hang out with you today. We are going to be talking about easy meal prep tips to de-stress your week. So as we know, (laughs) busy moms, sometimes it's hard to get that dinner on the table, right? We get tired of preparing our meals. I know sometimes it's just like, oh, we're just going to door dash tonight, right? Or grab something on our way to soccer practice or basketball practice or a game, There are just times when life is super busy and it's just too hard to sit down, actually eat and plan a meal. So I get it. It's tough, right? So in this episode, I have so many really fun, easy meal prep ideas that hopefully will save you time and allow you to be a little less exhausted and a little bit more time in helping out with all the meal planning. I want to make it a little bit easier on you, my friend. So I have a few meal tricks to share. If you want to grab a notebook or just write them down on the notes tab on your phone. I know I love doing that because then I can keep track of what episode and all the things. Let's dive in. You'll definitely want to take some notes for this one. We have a lot of really fun meal prep tips to go through. We actually have 10, I know, 10 total meal prep tips. So make sure that you are writing them down or taking a mental note if you are driving or do something where your hands are not free. All right, before we hop in, I just wanted to remind you to head on over to my website. I have a special gift for you. It's a productivity planner. I know this season, as we're talking about meal prep and time management and saving time, that you might need some extra tips and tools to help you manage your time. So grab that. It's a gift to you. And in there, it talks about my favorite time management tools and just ones that can help you. So grab it and download it. Hopefully you can use one or two of them. Use all of them if you like, but grab one that works for you and maybe just practice with that one and then add in some others. And truth be told, sometimes my family, my husband and I, we do a better job in meal planning than other times. 
I have to say I'm super spoiled and my husband does a lot of the cooking, pretty much all the cooking, but we plan together and kind of prep together as a team. We buy different groceries. Usually one or both of us go to the store and it just depends on what we need, but we do a lot of the meal prep and the work together and kind of figuring out what my husband wants to cook, what kind of ingredients we have, how much time do we have in the day or the evening to plan things, what do we want to eat, and all the kind of obstacles that go around through dinner and everything like that. So typically breakfast and lunch are relatively easy. I'm not sure if that's the same in your house, but breakfast is usually kind of the same thing and lunches we pack the night before. So those are typically not where we get tripped up in meal planning because they're a little bit easier and you can just kind of go with what you have. So the main kind of things that we're going to talk about today, the next kind of 10 tips are mostly focused on dinner time and prepping for dinner time when you have a busy schedule, which might be kids in sports, kids in school, kids in band practice with also doing homework and driving around and all the other things. They're all hard to fit in in the evening when you're then also tired from work at the end of the day and then you're trying to get a good healthy meal on the table. Sometimes it just feels overwhelming and that it's just not going to happen. Let's just be honest. So hopefully these 10 tips will help you plan a little bit better and make it a little bit easy on yourself each week. So number one is to plan your meals the weekend before so that you have time to think about your week. The goal is to plan out quick meals when you need a quick meal on those days that you're more in a rush and to plan meals that take a little bit longer on days when you have a little bit more time to cook. Maybe you're all home in the evening, so you have a little bit longer time to cook those evenings. Maybe you don't have a work meeting that goes until six (laughs) or practice or a game, a sports game that goes until later in the evening. So just take a look, as we said, when you're planning your meals, oftentimes I write out what we're doing that evening first and write that out for the whole week each day. And then I go back and say, okay, this day we're going to need a quick meal because these things are happening. This day we don't have anything happening. This day we're going to youth group. We definitely will need to eat by six o'clock or whatever it is. Then we kind of can figure out where do we need a quick meal and where can we schedule in a little bit more cooking. Super helpful. Number two, try to go grocery shopping during the week to save time or on the weekends when you're already out. So I think this is one thing that really is super helpful is to go while you're already out. After you drop kids off at school, stop by Trader Joe's or Safeway or whatever. If you already have a list, pick out the things you need and then you can head straight home, put them away. Usually it is (laughs) less busy in the morning. I love going like First thing, right after I drop kids off at school, because I can usually get in and get out pretty quick. My husband, on the other hand, will just go whatever time we need him to go. (laughs) He is much more of like a weekend grocery shopper that he's like, oh, we don't have any food. I'll go to the store. So I find that our weeks run more smoothly if we can go to the grocery store during the week so that we don't have to take out time from our weekend when we're already trying to just relax and rest. And as always, if you can order groceries delivered, that is amazing. 
So do what you can to kind of plan your grocery shopping so that it makes it a little bit easier for you. Number three, cook two to three meals over the weekend when you have a bit more time. So this usually we just cook like the main dish or my husband will make like taco meat or something like that or chili or something that our kids will eat. And then we make that and have it during the week. So we kind of switch between two different meals, maybe during the week, we'll make two on the weekend and then Monday and Wednesday, we'll have something. Tuesday, Thursday, we'll have something. And then Friday is kind of a no cook night. So we'll switch between those. And then that allows us to kind of get through the week without doing a whole lot of meal cooking and that kind of thing and takes away a lot of the stress if we can do it over the weekend. That is number three. Number four is prep meals for dinner at lunchtime. So this is kind of like if you knew you were gonna be doing a stew in the evening for dinner and you wanted to chop up a bunch of vegetables, just do that at lunchtime if you can. If you are at home during lunch, maybe you take a lunch break, maybe you're working from home, do it a little bit earlier at lunchtime so that then when dinner comes at four or five o'clock, you don't have all this meal prep to do as well as starting to cook. So do whatever meal prep you can do early on. Also, as a side note for this, it's also preparing early as we talked about, but also if you can't prepare during lunchtime, then maybe start preparing earlier, like around 4.30 or 4.45, so that it helps you to get dinner on the table about five o'clock, 5.30. I find that our evening really flows a lot better the earlier we eat. So if we eat around 5, 5.30, Then we're on to the next thing. We're kind of flowing in our evening. After dinner, we look up and it's not nine o'clock. We still have like some time in our evening to do some other things. So the earlier you can eat and kind of start the evening routine, the better. Number five is to plan a no cook night. So it will just help alleviate a lot of stress. I think we love just doing a no cook night on Friday because oftentimes we are tired from the rest of the week and we're like just crawling towards Friday. And then we get to Friday and we're like, okay, this is definitely a no cook night. So sometimes we order things. We might order like pizza for the kids or maybe we'll have a charcuterie or something that just doesn't take a lot of effort to cook. And so we have spaced out that time and decided, okay, this night we're going to do the no cooking night. And so I think that's really helpful in looking at your week to give yourself a little bit of grace to say this night, we're not going to cook. And maybe that's ordering something. Maybe that's eating breakfast for dinner. You know, maybe it's something super easy, but it's something that doesn't require a whole lot of prep. That's the goal. Okay. Number six is to use the crock pot or a sous vide whenever you can so that you can save time and make meal prep much easier. Now, I have to say that a sous vide is a cooking utensil. It's like a big giant bucket and it has a bunch of water in it. And then there's a device that kind of sits into it and it heats the water. So what you do is you take your meat whatever kind of meat you might have, or you can take other things. My husband will take meat out of the freezer. He doesn't have to defrost it. He seasons it before he freezes it and sticks it in a Ziploc bag 
actually a freezer bag, and then vacuum seals it and sticks it in our chest freezer. And then when he wants to put it in the sous vide, he'll pull it out from the chest freezer and put it in the sous vide and set it. And then it just cooks all day. So this is a device that's similar to a crock pot, but with a crock pot, if you don't have enough water in there, things can burn or they can just become kind of dry. But since this is cooking in water, it doesn't ever burn or get too dry. And so after he cooks it. He'll usually cook it all day in like the sous vide. He'll just set it up in the morning when we have breakfast and then it just goes all day. And whenever we're ready to have dinner, it doesn't matter what time it's already been cooking all day. It's fully cooked. He'll take it out and then he takes it out of the Ziploc bag. He goes and throws it on the grill or the stove and gets kind of those seared marks on the meat, whether it be tri-tip or maybe pork or other things he likes to cook in there. So he'll just kind of sear it so it has the grill marks and is a little bit more firm on the outside. And then when you do eat it, it's nice and soft in the inside and it's been fully cooked. And it really didn't take a whole lot of time because it was cooking all day. So a lot of people don't know what a sous vide is. I didn't know what it was before until he wanted one. So then he ordered it and life has never been the same. So it makes it super easy because you don't have to defrost the meat. As I said, you just throw it in, you set it for what time and it just cooks all day. It's great. And I think the newer ones now you can do by your phone and all kinds of stuff. Another quick thing, if you do need to defrost things, it's really helpful to put it in a container with water. So fill that container with water, with the meat, if you need to defrost chicken or whatever it might be, fill it up with water as well. Then the, I can't remember what the chemical property, but it it starts to make ice. And by doing that, it takes out a lot of the energy. And so it defrosts just faster. Try it. It's really easy. So put the meat in a container, fill it with water, stick it in the fridge, it'll defrost a lot faster. That was a number six. That was a lot. Sorry. Number seven is to pack lunches the night before. So my husband and I actually need to start figuring out and packing ourselves a lunch because I have found that lunchtime can just be super tricky when you're working because you're usually in the middle of a work block. You've gotten your kids off to school. You have this time that you're trying to get stuff done and then you have another 75,000 things to do, right? So you might be on a good roll or maybe you're just out of a meeting and you're realizing, what do I have for lunch? So I have found that it's really handy to have a lunch already packed. So we typically pack, at least for the kids, the night before we pack their lunches and they are all good to go. So that's one way we have found that there's just less stress in meal planning and packing if the lunches are all packed up, ready to go. When the kids were little, it was actually really helpful to have the lunches packed up and ready to go, whether we went anywhere or not, because we would either go to the park and they were ready, or maybe we just wanted to sit outside. Or maybe we're playing on the driveway. So all kinds of things happen. And so it was easier to have the kids' lunches ready to go so that they could take it on the go and we could do whatever was (laughs) on our to-do list that day. Number eight is a meal board. Now, a lot of people make a meal board with maybe their favorite recipes and then they just kind of rotate through them. You could have a meal board where you have, they're super cute ones, where you could have chalk words for each day 
and then like maybe a clip next to them of which meal you're going to do. You could clip on a meal card and that kind of thing. Or maybe you would go the extra super crafty way. We have just a notepad that I got from the dollar store. Super convenient. And it has on the side all the days of the week. And then it has a space right next to it. And I just write in what we're planning and what we're doing. I love keeping it on the fridge because then we know what exact thing we need to defrost. We love just keeping it easily on the fridge. Cause then, as I said, we can defrost stuff. My husband knows like in the morning when he looks at it, like, Oh yeah, what are we having this evening? Oh, okay. We're having fish. So I need to defrost some salmon so that we can cook it this evening. So he'll go and like grab some salmon and defrost it in the morning or throw in stuff to the sous vide. So that kind of thing. So it helps to have it right on the refrigerator. We've found, I find that if it's somewhere else, we forget where it is or (laughs) kind of get distracted by like, I don't know where it is. I don't remember what we figured out. So having it right there on the refrigerator is very handy. All right. Number nine, have frozen food on hand. So this will help your meal prep immensely just to have some easy things that you can just throw in the oven, throw on the grill and get dinner going really fast, even if you forgot what you were going to have. So we keep frozen pizzas, typically wood-fired pizzas from Trader Joe's in our chest freezer. We keep lots of chicken or salmon, shrimp, tri-tip, hamburgers, and maybe a few other things. So all those are in our chest freezer in the garage. And then we just pull them out when we need a quick meal. Sometimes, as I said, it's a busy night. And so it's like, okay, we have chicken bites or we have pizza or we can grill up a hamburger. What would you guys like? And so we just kind of do it that way. And usually those are super easy and ready to go. So it makes for a lot less stress. Now, one bonus tip I would mention would be that we keep a really big dry erase board above our chest freezer. And then we have a list of all the things that we have in the chest freezer and how many the quantity of each one. And then each time we pull something out, we mark the quantity because often as with any kind of freezer, it's hard to tell once things get frozen, what kind of things they are, right? Is this pork? Is this meat? Is this chicken? Is this something that just got left in here? That kind of thing. So it's really important. We have found it really handy to have everything written down on a big giant whiteboard, and then we can easily see what we're running low of when we need to order something from Costco or my husband likes to do a butcher box order that he picks out what kind of meats he wants online. And then through butcher box, they put it in a big box and it gets delivered to our house. It's really good quality meat and we love it. It's great. So we do that or we also get meat usually from Costco or sometimes Safeway, but we kind of know what we're running low on and what kind of things we might need by keeping that big whiteboard of everything that's in there. We also use less, I have to say, because less things get purchased and then left at the very bottom of the chest freezer. And that's super helpful because then they have freezer burn and you don't end up eating them. Then you just end up throwing them away or you wonder what this mystery thing is at the bottom of the freezer. So it kind of eliminates all that and makes it just really streamlined. Number 10, our last one don't be afraid to feed your kids or yourselves the same thing. So our kids really like kind of the same 
four or five fruits and vegetables. So it's totally fine. We feed them a lot of the same things. And I think that's okay because other things they're just going to hate and not eat. And then it's a fight and all the things. Now they have branched out as they've gotten older. And now that we can take them to different restaurants and other things where they've kind of are trying new things, or maybe they are eating different things and that kind of thing. But just to keep it really low stress, we've just kind of stuck to the same things. And they try other new foods every once in a while. But our main kind of staples are those same four or five veggies and fruit. And so it just makes it easy to get it all ready to go. We usually have cut up cucumbers, peppers, and carrots in like Ziploc bags all ready to go in the fridge. And so when it's time to start eating, I grab all those out and immediately put them on plates because our kids are usually famished, right? They're usually like, I've never eaten before. I'm so hungry. When are we going to eat? And you're tired. They're tired. It just makes it easy to just start the meal routine of like, these things are already cut up. I'm just going to pull them out. And this is what you get to start with. And this is what you get to eat. It makes it just a lot simpler. And then as you're doing that kind of mindless task of, okay, this is what we're eating. Then you can also start thinking about what was that main dish? Okay, that we've defrosted. Okay, we need to cook that and that that we're going to keep with that. So then you can kind of think about those other things that are not as routine and on point. So it just frees up your mind to kind of think about some of those other processes. It also, as a bonus, helps the kids to eat their veggies first because that's what they have on their plate and they're most hungry. So by eating those appetizer veggies at the beginning, they're really hungry. So they eat those and don't even worry about it. So it's never really a problem to make our kids eat veggies because we put them out at the beginning and they're hungry. (laughs) I hope some of these tips have really helped and we'll just run through them really quick just in case you missed one of them. Number one is to plan your meals the weekend before. Also planning your grocery list, that kind of thing. Number two is to try to go grocery shopping during the week so that you save time. You don't run into the crowds. You're not stressed by it or to just order online. Lovely. Number three is to cook two to three meals or the main dish, main meat over the weekend so that then during the week, you're just substituting and swapping between those two meals and that will get you through the week till the end of the week. And then you just take a deep breath. Number four is to do some meal prep at lunchtime or start meal prepping early so that you can have dinner early and that you're not super exhausted by the time you start dinner at like six, seven o'clock. Number five is to plan a no cook night. So pick out a no cook night. You may alternate what you do those nights, eating out or ordering food or perhaps just having breakfast for dinner. So pick one night is a no cook night. Number six, use a crock pot or a sous vide to help save time and less meal prep on all the things that you're doing. Number seven is to pack lunches the night before so that lunch is already taken care of. You don't have to even stress or think about that. And as a side note, I love doing this even when my kids are home or on vacation. I just say, here's your lunch. We just pack it the night before, whether they're going to school or not. (laughs) Currently, they're on vacation, so they can just grab it from the fridge and it makes it super easy. 
Number eight is to have a meal board. Whether you have a beautiful fancy one from Etsy or Pottery Barn or Michael's or wherever, or whether you just have a notepad like we do that is magnetic that sticks to the fridge that we write down all the things we need or that we're doing so that we just know which days we're pulling out stuff. Number nine is to have frozen food on hand. So have things that are easy that you can pull out in a pinch that you can just toss on the grill or heat up in the oven and just move through that meal. Number 10, don't be afraid to feed your kids the same thing. And often veggies work great as appetizers. I know that food prep and working in the kitchen and all the things are really overwhelming. So I really hope that this episode has given you some really good tips and tricks and that these 10 new ideas just to make food prep and all the things a little bit easier will just help take a little bit more stress out of meal planning and help you eat a little bit healthier, help you think about what you're eating beforehand so that you don't get to that time five o'clock where everybody's hungry and you are exhausted. All right. Hopefully this has helped you, my friends. Come on over to my website, connect with me. You can always go down to the bottom and leave me a message, speak into the microphone and just record a message for me. Or you can shoot me an email, go to contact. I'd love to hear from you. Or you can also download my productivity planner It's my free gift to you for uh, this month and on, but this month you might want to use it to time plan and use all those tips and tricks just to help your schedule and have more time. Until next time, my friends, have a busy, vibrant day. Did this podcast bless you? Did you learn something new? Did this podcast encourage you? Please leave our mom a review. Pretty please. I hope you loved today's episode, friend. I pray it blessed you, encouraged you, or challenged you in some new way that is helping you. If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with someone else that needs community too? I also would love if you could take 30 seconds for me and leave me a review on Apple Podcast. This is the only way that I know that you are actually enjoying the show and that it is blessing you. Plus, it makes me happy to hear from you. Come on over to our free community, birdmichelle.com, and grab your free gifts. I have free productivity programs and everything you need to know about working with me taking my courses or connecting. Lastly, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss an episode. 